Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Top Brew is currently sponsored by our friends at Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE to save 10% on your order. I am Joe Darnell and with me today is my good friend, Mr. Eric Rauch. Welcome back. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I thought I would have you back since uh, you're so, you know, great and noble like coffee stuff and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plus I'm the co-host. Yeah, and if you're new to the show, this is what? This is episode 21, 22. Anyway, I'll have that in, in the show notes. By the are we time that high already? We're up yeah, in the, we're, we're up we in the 20s? You haven't been in that many episodes because we had guests. And when there are guests, I want to have a one-on-one conversation with them. And it's just more complicated to have um, Skype calls with you concerning, uh, like, how, how would I engineer all the audio equipment here at the home? You know, most people don't realize that when we record, Eric, it's you and me sitting together in my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over a cup, so a couple of cups of coffee. And then when uh, we have guests, they're not with me. They're in, they're out there in Skype land. Right. Um, we've had guests from New York, from California, from, uh, Texas. It's pretty cool. We so are, we're not, we're not international yet. Not yet. Okay. Though I've had some fr- uh, people on the show that have been overseas and then back again. And so that's sort of like international. Yeah, I guess you could. It's basically the same. It's it, it, We are broadcasted worldwide. If you take your iPhone or your iPad or, you know, the internet with you anywhere, you could listen to our show while riding the camelback. Hey, there you go. It is an international phenomenon. Yeah. So speaking of international phenomenons, Eric, we had two topics for today. And the first one is I wanted to get to French roasts and Italian roasts. Okay. And why don't we have British roasts? And is um, is an Italian roast anything like Colombian? Uh, why don't we have an American roast? Uh, I think that a lot of people would find this a little bit ambiguous when it comes to the roasts. Yeah, well, yeah, well, because we have Guatemalan origin, we have uh, you know South American origin, Brazil origin, right? But then, do we call it? It doesn't mean that coffee is you know or originated from a farm in Italy, does it? Oh no, 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 no! It doesn't mean that at all. It, it, it it's, it's all uh, specifically dealing with the roast. Um, it, it really has absolutely nothing to say about origin. Um, now that you know, there may be uh, a, a coffee roaster in in. Well, it doesn't even have to be in Italy to do an Italian roast. I mean, I do an Italian roast, and I'm in America. Um, I just, I just happen to think that um, the the Italian roast. My, okay, my definition of of an Italian roast and how it how it relates to a French roast. To me, the French roast is the top of the spectrum. It's as dark as you can go before the before the bean starts um, breaking down. Turn really? it into in, into charcoal, yeah. Um, Wait, some, and now that's the Italian, right? No, that's the, that that that's. I think the French roast is should be more intense. Some people flip them. Some people say no. The Italian really? roast is the, and then there's a Spanish roast that um, that it's off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Which which I don't even I don't even mention because it it it, it is it's it's essentially like like charcoal. I mean, it's really. Um, I mean, you've had you've Do had the a, Spanish actually use it. Is it popular in Mexico? Or in I, Spain, I, I honestly don't know. I'm not. Really? I'm. I'm not that knowledgeable about it because it's. It's, it's just not, not very popular. No, it's just. It's just not something that we're. That we're. And we. We never get a request for it. Um. And. And I don't think it would be very popular even if we did it. Um. So I'm not going to do stuff just because. Just because. Well, you know, this is. This is part of the roasting spectrum, so we may as well offer that. Um. I. I, I just. The, you're. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have many. Many takers on it, especially after they try it. But. A, but a French roast. In my mind, and I think I think in modern parlance, yeah, or is it parlance? Parlance. Um, okay. 
traditionally, I think French roast ha- has been considered to be like the end of the of the spectrum, and then you know maybe maybe this maybe the Spanish just had to outdo the French just a little bit. Uh, for me, I think the Italian roast, at least in terms of a dark roast, my Italian roast, I take it just a little bit beyond second crack. Um, and we've we've talked about first and second crack before. I mean, it's it's just part of the part of the roasting process. Coffee as it's it, part of the vernacular, but it's also part of the recipe of the roast. Right. Okay. It's it's part of the profile. Um, it, it's part of the process that that the bean goes through as you as you heat it up in the in the in the roaster. Um, the first the first stage being uh the Maillard reaction. Um, which is which is where uh yeah that's that's what happens to bread when you put it in the oven. You know, you put you put this kind of um moist piece of of dough into the oven you put it in your bread pan and and it's it's wet and it's white you know or or if it's if it's whole grain it's it, it's got a little bit of brown to it but it's but it's not toasted yet it's not it's not um it hasn't been heated to to the the, the Maillard reaction levels and that's where that's where browning takes place so that that's where huh. that's where your green beans start to turn yellow uh that's where they they start to lose their their parchment or not their parchment. Their uh, um, I always I always forget what the the silver skin is called. Um, but but it 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 gets blown off as as chaff. It's it, that 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 begins, but that that continues all the way through first crack. Um, mm. so that that it's it's it starts to heat the bean up. It starts to brown, and then from from that from that point on to the rest of the roast, you 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 start to do caramelization. You start to move into caramelization. So the sugar. And now inside you're the at bean, that point. You're you're looking at the darker side of medium, or have you have you already got the caramelization point? Is at the beginning of medium. Uh yes, that that's where you're entering. The, the Maillard reaction is, is is early on, so it's it's going to be. Um, Maillard would be during the light roast era part. It's very light. I mean, okay. you would, you would never you would you wouldn't want to drink it because it's really not 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 much different than it was. Green. I mean, yeah. It, speak, you, speaking of which, my sister yesterday was in a coffee house with me, and she was picking up a smoothie. And anyway, she was looking up at the wall chart yeah. and was looking at the roasts, and she said, "I want to try a light roast." I was like, "No, you don't want to try a light <laughs> roast. Nobody wants to try a light roast." She's like, "No, I do." And I'm like, "No, you don't understand." And then I pointed out on the bags of their this coffee house's beans that it would say dark roast, medium roast, and lighter roast. Mm-hmm. Like the they they didn't say light roast. Okay. They just said lighter roast. And I think that that the for the vernacular of that particular coffee house, what they meant by that was you have your dark roasts, your medium dark roasts, your medium roasts, and then you have the light side of medium. Right, and that would be as bold in that direction as they would be willing to go, because nobody has a true light roast. No, um, it, it's it's what, um, and this is this is where uh, the American. You said there is no American roast. Well, there actually is. Um, early early on, now this would have been in 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 colonial days, and probably soon after the Boston Tea Party, when Americans really started uh, to drink coffee. I mean, they were they were tea drinkers prior to that, um, but they they really really took on the coffee habit after. After their their separation from Britain, and they were were trying to you know, draw their own line in the sand. You know, this is what defines us as Americans. We're not tea drinkers anymore, and now we drink coffee. Well, people were roasting their own coffee, um, but they were roasting it lighter than 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 anybody was in in Europe. So um, up in New England, they were, and and in fact, if you sometimes uh, go into a coffee shop, you'll see a New England roast, which is also slash cinnamon roast, which is very 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 light. So you're talking about um, before first crack or, or right at first crack. And, and, and it's going to be, that, that goes all the way back to the colonial era. Really? For, well, for, for what we would call as, as an American roast. Huh. So typically, historically, Americans liked 
like their coffee lighter roasted than than they did in in, in Europe. Uh, in, in, certainly as as what they did in in um, Southern Europe. You know, Italy, France. Uh, well, I guess France is. And for the Southern most part, Europe. it's been the same that same way for the countries in Italy, until in until I would say yeah, Italy, until yeah. Starbucks came along and, and moved moved the needle. For all towards the European, all towards style. dark, right? Yeah. Um, so that now, and this is what's so frustrating about the terminology of of roasting is it's basically meaningless. Like you said, you go in and you see a light roast. Well, you're expecting a true light roast, like like the beans are brown. They're not. They're not black, um, but they're not. They're just. They're just not dark. They're not as dark. They're not glistening. The oils haven't. Uh, um, the oils haven't started to seep out to the outside of the Yeah, pain. they look pretty dry. Yeah. Like that might be an observation from the, the newbie who just opens up the bag of beans, looks inside and says, oh, are these old and stale? Because they look pretty dry. Maybe I, yeah, I can no. see that misinterpretation happening. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you have to look at the color. If it's, if it's, if it's black or if it's, if it's really, really um, dark brown and it's, it's not glistening, um, then it's that they stopped it just just shy of of second crack or yeah or they're stale, um, but 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 typically even once those oils start to start to come off onto the onto the surface of the bean they do stay there they don't once you got the glistening coffee sweat yeah yeah um and 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 they look they look good you know they when, do. when you have shiny they're beans to they, the just, they just look appealing um, but that that's an indication of of how of how much it was or how far it was, it was roasted. So again, just to clarify, French roast is basically roasted beyond all reason. You know, it's the point of charcoal, but not charcoal. And so some people will use it in, but it's more popular among European crowds, European coffee drinkers. And just to sum up, historically, right? I guess the French, yeah, which is where it got and, it. And it's a newer they, thing in America. It's an, it's, it's relative. I mean, like it's not been in America for a hundred years. Yeah. I, I would, I would say, um, I mean, I'm not gonna say it was it was all Starbucks, but but they were the ones that popularized these 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 darker roasts. Yeah. So that um, if you would have had somebody in colonial America and you would have given them a French roast, a a dark dark bean that was that was shiny, um, they would that would not have been their preference at all because mm. they were because they were they stopped roasting minutes before that when they were when they were roasting their own beans. So they would stop around around first crack or so, you know, maybe a little bit beyond. Um, and that, and that's what, what defined the American roast was that it was lighter. It was lighter mm. than, than what you would get in, in Europe. And then the Italian roast, I would, I would just say that that's, that's, that that's where I think caramelization is at it is at its optimum. Um, the, the Italian roast, if it's, if it's done right, is always going to be a little bit sweeter. The French roast is going to be a little bit more bitter. It's going to be charcoaly. Mm. Um, now, there's a lot of, of there's a lot of French roast that to me tastes like cigarette butts. It, it's just got that <laughs> that 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 burned yeah that, that burned flavor. Well, it's going to have the aftertaste that is bitter for sure. Of course, because well, that's the roast. That's the roast doing that. I mean, the, and if you and if you're not thinking charcoal, you're thinking burnt toast. Something, yeah, because the bean the bean has 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 long since given up everything it could give up, and now you're just you're tasting the roast. You're not you're not tasting the bean anymore. You're tasting the roast. Hmm. So, so how does this fit in with the fact that uh, for a lot of European cultures, their favorite drink is espresso? Is there any crossover? But is there any relationship between Italian roast and espresso roast? Like if you know, if you go into a local coffee house and you see a bag of espresso beans, should they exclusively be used for making espresso? Oh no, 
Okay, you know, what what kind of results should you expect when you pop it open? Is it going to be akin to an Italian roast? What's the idea there? It it could be. Uh, it, it I mean, an an espresso blend or an espresso um, because I think the false assumption would be that it's dark. It, well, that and that. Oh, this is exclusively designated for just an espresso machine. Well, it was it's it, it was theoretically it was formulated ex- uh, especially for. An espresso machine, in other words, for um, for the the steam and the pressure, you know, for the for the way that an espresso machine works. Um, so there, you know, you you can you you can use any coffee in an espresso machine, and it it'll work. I mean, really, it, I didn't it, know it, that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew you would get some kind of you know the coffee water, <laughs> but I yeah. thought maybe you had to be very exact. I mean, it, it may not be to your liking, um, but but that's that's where you can you can experiment. You can start making your own blends if you want to. If if you're really committed to your espresso machine, you can you could buy a couple different bags of beans and 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 start mixing your own blends at home, um, and then just just whatever suits your fancy, then just use that as your own your own personal blend. But when a when a coffee company and a, a roasting company puts together an espresso blend, that's what they're saying they did. They formulated that blend to be used. In an espresso machine, but that doesn't limit it to that. You, huh. you can put okay. it through a drip machine. You can you can put it in a French press. You can make it like you would would anything Adjust else. Adjust to taste. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's all subjective, and and it's all based on your on your personal um, flavor profile. What you're looking for in a cup of coffee. Uh, just because it says espresso on the bag doesn't mean you can't you you, you can't make it as a pour over. And, and along those lines, thinking about like the subjectivity of coffee again, the and the profile, the cupping notes. If you want to get into what you call the cupping mm-hmm. notes. I, I've noticed consistently that, and I want to talk about this in the future, in a future episode where we talk about food pairings, because coffee to me is a completely different sort of beverage when I'm drinking it while I eat something. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I've, I don't typically have coffee with a meal. And usually if it turns out that I am drinking coffee with a meal, it's cause um, we're having breakfast foods. Okay. And we sometimes have breakfast for lunch on Sundays. We sometimes have breakfast for supper and we'll make eggs and, to- you know, bacon and toast and, you know, hash browns or whatever. And I, I think the that's American more tradition way. than anything else. Yeah, it is. It's definitely in America. Right. Like I don't expect uh, other cultures to have share the same kind of breakfast foods as we do. Mm-hmm. I've read online how diverse breakfast foods can be around right. the world. It's it's really strange to me because uh, some of the foods I've seen used in other cultures, other parts of the world for breakfast, I'm like, no, that's that's not even on the menu for breakfast, lunch, yeah. or dinner. I, yeah. Where did you come up with that? You are wrong. <laughs> You don't understand breakfast. <laughs> I might pick that up at the tofu bar, <laughs> maybe in the health food section of Whole Foods, but not in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I've had coffee of any sort, any variety, any kind of roast profile with food, it's like it goes through a metamorphosis out of the cocoon. It's a completely different kind of coffee beverage. I'm getting flavors that I, I wouldn't have imagined. And it, it kind of reminds me of how like food tastes different when you're eating it outdoors. And it's in that case, the reason that this happens, like if, you, if you're if you used to having macaroni and cheese at home, and then one, one day you go to the park and you have a, a picnic around the 4th of July, like a lot of Americans will. Right. Then you wind up having macaroni and cheese with your hot dogs, hamburgers, and the like. And if you're really paying attention to what you're tasting, you'll notice that because a lot of what you're tasting comes about from your sense of smell, Mm -hmm. that the macaroni and cheese tastes nothing like what it does when you're indoors. Right. 
It's because your, your nose is picking up all kinds of different senses than it does indoors in your kitchen. Yeah, and, and it's going to influence the, your, your taste buds, whether, you're, I'm whether you're realizing it or not. And I'm convinced the exact same experience is happening when I have coffee with food. So maybe I have something clinging to the roof of my mouth, you know, it's some, it's some residual syrup. It's, you know, maybe it's some of the Tabasco sauce that was on my eggs and scraping yeah. my omelet, you know, and then I, and then I have a, a sip of coffee and it's like, whoa, this is delicious. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this. I could not reproduce this without food. It's, it's actually enhanced. And it, it, it probably is because it's not like we've, we both said, we typically will we'll, we'll have coffee as a beverage with a meal with breakfast. But if you if you decide well today I'm gonna have I'm gonna have coffee with my lunch with my with my turkey sandwich or with my ham sandwich or or whatever you have for lunch with your soup, um, it's gonna it's gonna be a different experience. It'll be something something else, and you may discover that that you like the way chicken soup pairs with your um, with your meat with saltines versus you know something else or or with your yeah with your with your with your medium roasted Brazil or or yeah. or, <laughs> or, or or whatever you know I mean that that's not. I mean that's not out of the ordinary at all. When 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 coffee was being pushed heavily in this country in 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 the fifties, uh, like the forties and fifties before um, before the advent of soft drinks, before soft drinks really became popular. Yeah, and while coffee makers were just becoming the rage. R- right when they were, it, I mean, people were drinking the coffee industrialization with of America. Effect. You get your laundry machines, your your, your yeah. dishwasher machines. That was the era when you thought Tomorrowland was going to give you robots that would you know prepare your kit, you know right. everything in the home. Right, but they, but they would, um, but McDonald's and the, the these other um, you know fast food joints, these uh, diners, places like that. You would you'd go and and it would part of their oh yeah their, part of their combo meal. You know, classic American and, diners and number. We named after three. the town. Yeah, it was, I mean, you, you get a hamburger, French fries, and a cup of coffee. You know, today that sounds bizarre. Um, to, no, we want a hamburger, hot dogs, and a coke, or ha- hamburger, French fries, and a coke. You know, we want the we want the soft drink with it. But but it's I mean, it, it's all what you're used to, and it's and it's all what your what your culture has kind of dictated what what is normal. Um, back then, having coffee with lunch and dinner was normal. It mm. was it was just something that you did. Interesting. Let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor. I want to say again, a huge thank you to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the continuation of Top Brew into the double digits. And now we're, we're over 20 episodes, Eric. It's so exciting. And Thrasher has been with us since the beginning. My thanks to them, because I love doing this podcast. I love doing this show. And I like to think that the folks at Thrasher love us as much as we love ourselves. Thrasher is the craft roaster from the heart of Dixie, and I—that's uh, the truth. I, I want to say I—I I put that in. I love to say that we're from Dixie. It's—it's—it's it's, it's part of our Southern culture that is often overlooked in America now. They specialize in ro- fresh roasts available at their online store that are made to order and delivered to your door within 48 hours of purchase. As someone that receives a freshly roasted order every two weeks, I can personally vouch for their craftsmanship and my satisfaction from their delicious coffee roasts. Thrasher has a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as one specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. They have great names like the Homestead, the Pioneer, the Prospect, and the Liberty Blend. In in the not-too-distant future, y'all are working on some other roasts, right? Right. I can't wait to see. Like, uh, I'm sure there's going to be... Please, tell me you're going to have some fun names. We will. 
Hmm. Not to be oh, revealed I know until of one. later. I know of one. I just realized it occurred to me. I, I've been working on the coffee bag. I, I'm a graphic designer by day. I'm a podcaster by night. And I've been working on one of the coffee bags. And it just occurred to me. Oh, yeah, I made one. Yeah. I know it. Well, the, the next one's going to go. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to see where Thrasher goes next because we're all the rage about all the varieties of coffee beans in America. Thrasher has these awesome roasts, and my favorite is the Liberty Blend because it is made just the way that I'd like all coffee to be. I consider it to be bold, adventurous, flavorful. It's just a hearty, it's a hearty blend. We're drinking it right now. In just a few clicks at thrashercoffee.com, you can get your favorite varieties by the pound and ship to you at their peak freshness. If you want to give their handcrafted roasts a first try, then order by the pound and check out and bring some home and try it out before you go any further. Or if you're ready to make the real dedicated coffee plunge, then get a membership of their coffee plan. They'll send you whatever quantity of coffee that you want every two or four weeks. And premium online coffee from Thrasher does not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on the total order with a coffee plan. And unlike most small batch coffee roasters bags of coffee, Thrasher gives you a true 16-ounce pound of coffee rather than the so-called 12-ounce pound that other roasters pack. That is 25% more beans with every buck. Now, Eric, are y'all still doing the special with the French presses? Yes. Okay, awesome. Here's the thing. If you go right now to Thrasher Coffee and you sign up for a membership of their regularly delivered coffees on your first order, Eric is going to give you a French press for free in your order. And that means that you can start making some French press coffee at home and abroad, just like Eric does. We talked about the French presses on episode 13 of Top Brew. It's one of our most highly recommended coffee makers. So you can get your brewing tip ritual uh, you know, ideas there, recipes at topbrew.fm. And I think that you'll love it as much as we do. Thrasher always treats you like the beautiful coffee lover that you are. And Top Brew listeners get 10% off of their purchase with the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE at checkout. So my thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew, which is our podcast and the website. All right. So the next topic on the uh, table today, Eric, is we're going to discuss the potential of roasting your own coffee at home. And it seems kind of funny that follow, to follow up our uh, our topic of Thrasher with this, but this goes back to the days of your when you were at your own home and you were roasting at home right. your own coffee beans. Right. And it occurs to me that a lot of the people who probably check out a coffee show want to learn more about all fields of interest. And I think for a lot of them, it's because freshness, it has occurred to them that freshness is the thing, the ultimate virtue that they want to pursue with their coffee beverages. And so for a lot of people, they're convinced that they're going to get the best bang for their buck if they start roasting at home. What what advice would you give them? What would you suggest you use? You know, what are the pitfalls and mistakes that you encountered? There's many different ways. In fact, just like um, just like with with home home beer brewing, um, which is something you dabbled with as well. Which is what got me into home coffee roasting because I I was it just occurred to me one day that you know beer's an important beverage in my life. Coffee's an important beverage in my life. So I'm making beer. Maybe I should try making coffee. Maybe I should try roasting coffee. Just it never occurred to me. I was always I was always buying other people's coffee. Which one would you say was harder to do? They're I mean they're both they're both simple hmm. in in the sense that it's following a recipe. 
you know, if you have the right tools, if you have the right, the right um, equipment, it's really not difficult. But going from good to great in either of those areas is where the difficulty lies because little bit, little changes make a big difference. Um, and it's no, nowhere more true than, than with coffee roasting. And one of the, the difficulties with home roasting is it, it is difficult to, to make very subtle, very subtle changes. Um, people use, uh, hot, hot air popcorn poppers. People use, um, but, but modified, they're, they're not just grabbing a hot air popcorn popper and using it as is, are they out of the Some box? Some do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, with a popcorn kernel, you know, it's obviously heavier and less aerodynamic or I guess more aerodynamic than, um, than the pop kernel. So when, when the kernel pops, it's light and, and it gets blown out, right? The fan inside the, the popcorn popper oh, yeah. blows it out. Yeah. So that's, that's essentially what happens with, with coffee beans. They dump them in and, and they, they, they swirl around in there blown and as they get, by the as they get lighter, they, they, they start to, they start to blow out. So yeah, you, you can do it that way. You you can also ruin a, a, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of, of coffee that way. Experimenting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and that's, and that's really what the, what the whole, the whole thing is, you know, don't expect, uh, you, you can do it in your oven. You can, you can use a, uh, a roasting pan in your oven. That's a very good point. Like unlike a lot of our other recommendations, if you want to take your coffee to the next level, we'll recommend that you'll get really good results on day one if you start getting your beans from a craft roaster. Right. Or if you invest in a French press and follow an excellent brewing recipe. But in the case of craft roasting at home, you should expect a lot of trial and error even when you're trying to follow some good guidelines because there is a fine line between a ruined batch and something unpredictable. Like speaking of those popcorn poppers, just the other day, I have one of those and I really love using it. And I forgot what it said to do on the original instructions. It said to put X amount from a measuring cup into there to make no more than that X amount. Right. And I could not remember if it was supposed to be one third of a cup or half a cup. Yeah. And I thought, uh, I think it's half a cup. That sounds reasonable. So I put in half a cup. And I burned yeah. all those kernels really fast because the fan the fan isn't powerful enough to move that 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 much popcorn that 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 little bit of weight makes a big difference, um, and it's it's the it's the same way with with uh, with coffee roasting. I started with a um, a whirly pop popcorn popper, which is if if anybody remembers from, um, I mean this is even before my time, but. They it was it was a stovetop popcorn popper. It, it looked like a like a big saucepan with a lid on it. You dump your um, oil and and your and your popcorn in there, and then on the on the handle it had uh, a a uh, a crank, and you just sat there and you cranked it, and it and it spun the beans around, or it's it's it spun the popcorn kernels around inside the bottom, and and it essentially applied the heat. Uh, evenly as you were as you were turning this crank, hmm. and then as they would pop, they would they would start to they would start to come out the top, um, or it would fill the it would fill the container because you could you could lock the lid, hmm. and then and then you dump it out and you have um, your unpopped kernels turn into um, pop kernels, and there is a there's a definite taste difference as maybe once you cleaned all the the burned beans out of your your hot air popper, it does taste better. the The popcorn out of a hot air popper tastes better than microwave popcorn. There's 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 just a a there's a lighter fluffier um, um, quality to it that 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 is that it, it at least to me is is preferable to the I mean microwave popcorn's fine but it, it still is it it just tastes like popcorn yeah but when it you does. use the hot air popper there's just something 
um, qualitatively different about it better. That that I that I think and I think even a blind that. taste test would prove that to be true. It would. I mean, it it. Um, I think I think it it again. It, it's 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 not necessarily about like an overwhelmingly great flavor. But it's but it's just the the quality of the of the kernel itself. It's a little it's a little fluffier. It's a little lighter. Um, you you feel like you can eat a lot more of it, which is always a, a, a good thing with, with with popcorn. But it you can you can home roast in any number of ways. Just just research um, coffee roasting. Google Google home coffee roasting. There's literally hundreds of ways that you can do it. Um, but but it's all going to require high heat. It's going to require you to um, keep the beans in motion because if you just lay them on a on a pan in the oven or or in a in a saucepan on your stove, they're mm. going to burn. So you you want to you want to constantly keep them in motion so so that so it's it's getting the heat from all sides and uh, and just and just just experiment. And how do you out. know though when you've got to the point that they should be done? Like it, let's say you were going for a medium dark roast, how would you know you're done? Well, you, you're gonna you're gonna go through the those same stages I, that I, I talked about earlier. Okay. You're going to talk about the, uh, or you're going to go through the Maillard reactions. So you're going to see them start to go from green to yellow to light brown to dark brown to. So black. you have to eyeball it. You have to have some oh, yeah. good lighting. Yeah, you have to have you some lighting. This. You use your you use your smell, you use your sense of smell, you use your eyes, you use your um, use your ears. So you're listening for the first crack, and you're listening for second crack. If if you want to take it that far. Um, your example with, with, a with a medium dark roast, you do, you would take it beyond when you, when you saw and heard first crack happening and there's going to be some smoke. There's going to be some smoke that happens at, at each crack. Second crack is very, very smoky. Um, cause not only are you, are you getting the, the, the smoke off the beans, the oil is, is starting to come out from the from the inside of the bean out to the out to the surface of the bean and that and that's going to start to smoke as well. And you should expect that in any kind of good hearty dark roast. It, yeah, it, well, it, expect it, it with any roast. Uh, even if you just take it to first crack, you're going to get some smoke. So so you need to be aware of ventilation in whatever environment yeah. you're doing this. Ideally, I think you should do it outside. Use your even if you're doing a lighter roast. Uh, I'm what I'm trying to get to subtly here uh, is the smell. Like, um, is the smell concern, uh, all, all the time or just depending on what kind of roaster you're using, what kind of roast method you're using? Oh no. I mean, it, it is. Uh, I mean, you're going to, the reason more... I raised this is because this is something that bugged me the first time I encountered the roasting facility mm-hmm. and I, I smelled what it's actually like to be exposed directly to the odor produced by the coffee roast. And it smells like something is going wrong here. This yeah. cannot be right. Because, Coffee is nothing like this. Yeah, because it, it doesn't it doesn't smell like like it like when you when you bring a, a bag of roasted coffee home and you grind it up and you you smell it, it it that smells like coffee that smells really good. The scent coming off the roaster uh, is different. It's not it's not quite as um, coffee esque, I guess. But but I've I've learned to associate it with with because it's it's a different process, you know. Um, Preparing and drinking coffee is a different process than roasting coffee. Um, so I've learned to discriminate, and and I can smell. Um, there's there's just things that that as you do it, you 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 can start to with with intuition and experience. You see that that uh, um, you you can just sense when when your um, when your coffee is nearing nearing where you want it to. If if you've done enough times, but but you wanna you wanna keep a notebook with with all the information. You know, try and 
try and log um so so would you advise like um people just find a youtube video and follow the guidelines buy the same gear find the same scenario you know environment and try to repeat the process or are there other variables to consider like you know your climate and you know the humidity and you know how 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 complicated can it actually be well it can be very complicated if if that's what you're looking for um if if you're looking for some sort of precision roast but if you're just looking to get into buying some green beans and taking them home and seeing what you can do with it, well, then, then don't overthink it. Just just do it. You're going to ruin some batches. Just just be prepared for that. But also be prepared for the fact that, that buying green coffee is cheaper than buying roasted coffee. So, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can just chalk it up. So you can experience. afford to experiment if you have some time. Yeah, well, you know, the old, the old saying, to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs. I mean, that... <laughs> that not only is that true, but it but it's also true in 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 the fact that the first couple omelets you make probably aren't going to be all that great. This is, is going to be same the same way when you when you start roasting coffee, you're gonna you're gonna burn some beans, you're gonna ruin mm. some beans. But even roasted coffee that 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 you've that that may not be perfect is mm-hmm. still it's you you did it. You know it's still it's still it's still fun to drink. It may not be the best coffee you've ever had, but it's still yours. You know, and then. Keep notes on that. Keep notes on, on on how you roast it and what it tastes like and try something different the next time. Well, and like anything that you make as a craft at home, it has a special sentimental value sure. to it because you can take pride in this, like, you know, the man with this grill or, you know, anybody who knows how to you know bake some goods in the kitchen. You can take special pride in those cookies and share them with family and friends because who doesn't like a good cookie? And if you can get really good at it, they make excellent gifts. And yeah. the exact same thing is true of these craft roasted roasts of coffee beans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it seems like every year I see more and more people handing out Starbucks gift cards at Christmas time. Yeah. And it, like, you know, I appreciate the value, the monetary value uh, on that gift card being $15 or $20 for that gift game in a family reunion at Christmas time. But it's not the same as something else that's more tangible. But even if you give someone a bag of the special Christmas blend of Starbucks, you know, at Christmas time in a present gift game or something, who knows what? You know, maybe you're bold enough to just give somebody the bag of beans yeah. outright because you say, "Oh, I know you really well, and I know how much you like coffee." Oh, really? Really? You gave them Starbucks because you know that's the stuff that they have 365 days a year, and so you thought that you'd give them the gift of like true love, and so you gave them <laughs> Starbucks. Co- oh, come on! What you know? If you want to give them something that is really special, if if the occasion calls for it, hey, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, any time of the year, if you go this any route, day of the year is a good day to give somebody coffee. Yes, but in truth, the gift that they would remember won't be the Starbucks coffee. Because that's, uh, you know, not a dime a dozen, but we've been given the Starbucks gift card and Starbucks bag of beans or ground beans, whatever, like dozens of times in our lives. The, the thing that you haven't been given very often is the home crafted roasted beans. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, so I could see like myself if I, not that I'm tempted, but if I did, I, that would be important to me that I would get to the point that I could start gifting my own coffees. And that would be one of the key motivating factors for me. Yeah. And because it wouldn't just be about me and my wife and our tastes. It would be like, can't I give something back to other people that sure beats the heck out of the other coffee sure. roasts that they're having? In, yeah. In I mean, it, it would be, it'd be kind of analogous to for your birthday here, I'm going to give you a Hobby Lobby gift card. 
or for your birthday this year, I'm going to give you something that I made. That is something I handcrafted, some sort of um, picture frame or some, you know, some sort of craft that that I made. Well, obviously, the even if it's if it if it's not some um, perfectly made craft that that you may not find a lot of a lot of desire to hang in your in your house or 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 put on your 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 mantle, you still recognize the fact that somebody spent time doing this. It's, it wasn't it wasn't just that that they stopped on the way home from work and they bought this card for you. They actually they actually thought of you beyond that. You know, they they thought of you and they and they gave of their time and they and they put this this thing together. Coffee roasting is not for everybody. I mean, some people might get into it and realize it's not for most people. This is this is a hassle. I don't even know why. It's in my blood. I I love it. I love doing it. I love I love trying new things. And and to me, it's a it's a fun thing to do. I don't I don't consider it work. I just I, I love doing it. Um, not everybody's wired that way. It sure beats your train sets, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, your train set hobbyist, the the person who builds model train sets or his Lego sets in the basement. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm definitely not a train set guy. Well, this will complete episode 22 of Top Brew. Thank you so much for listening. You can find our show notes for this week's episode at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 22. If you'd like to keep up to date with us on Twitter, go to at TopRooFM. And you can also find me there too. I'm underscore Joe Darnell. Eric doesn't spend much time on social networks, so you just won't find him. So if you want to reach him, you can reach him via Facebook. So Facebook, go to facebook.com slash TopRooFM. And our email is joe at TopRoo.fm. If you have a topic that you would like to discuss with us on a future episode of Top Brew, send them in with hashtag AskTopBrew, and we'll make sure to talk about it in an upcoming episode. Lastly, I want to give a special thanks to Thrasher Coffee. This show is made possible by the support of our great sponsor, and if you enjoy Thrasher Coffee, then let them know that you heard about them from us. Use the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE at checkout to get 10% off of your order. I'm Joe Darnell, and you have been listening to the Top Brew Podcast. Podcast.